Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time to bury the tired narrative. And uncover stories not typically heard, but stories that need to be heard. Right or wrong, life or death, this isn't your typical law show. This is Big Angry Law with Charles Big Angry Adams on KPRZ 950. Now, Charles Adams. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me on the minefield it is talk radio in 2023. I got a message about the show last night. It says, Mr. Adams, I take exception to your comment that, quote, the blind and truly mobility impaired need their service dogs to just live a barely normal, functional life. That is insulting. I'm sure that I do some of the same things that you do. Shop, walk, get to appointments, travel, eat out at restaurants, live life, and am retired from a real job. Exclamation point. Followed by a period. That is hardly a barely normal functional life. Way too judgy, sir, and not close to the truth. Your comments perpetuate the myth that the disabled people are not competent to live life and care for themselves. My guide dog enhances my ability, or I'm sorry, my guide dog enhances my life, but he does not give me life that is up to me. I absolutely agree that a guide dog or a service dog, isn't that the appropriate term now, doesn't give someone that is living with a disability a life. And while I just speak into this microphone and it's unscripted and sometimes I whistle like it just sounded like I did there, I most certainly, I don't think you could listen to any of my segments talking about the abuse of handicap parking or the abuse of service dogs or this the abuse of set-asides designed to provide for and protect people struggling or living with disabilities in this country as a denigration of the lives of those people. I don't know how anyone could construe my comments that way, but apparently, I, and I believe this woman is sincere, not just some Twitter troll sending me an ugly message. But I think we live in a day and age where we are very busy looking for reasons to find a front as opposed to actually suffering a front. And that's not to say there aren't people suffering from other people being rude to them. But my hope was, and I'll try to clarify here, that the takeaway from my segment on service dogs or my many segments on people abusing handicapped parking are, again, you know, the, the, the difficulties that the disabled face trying to get their Social Security disability benefit, which is almost impossible to get nowadays. It's not because of the overwhelming number of truly disabled people. It's because we've expanded the definition of disability to include sad people with dyslexia. To include things that don't prevent you in any way from working jobs or 
providing for yourself. But that isn't meant to suggest that people that have disabilities can't work jobs and can't provide for themselves. Of course they can. But their disabilities create impediments to things that we, that many of us take for granted. I say we, I I have a uh, lingering leg injury that's drug on for a few years and I should have surgery and I don't. And like today I was in two courthouses. I was at the vet's office and a courthouse and another courthouse and running around all day so I can I could barely hobble right now. And when I sustained the injury initially way back in 2015, I said, I'm not going to get work done enough time. I can't be laid up for three or four months. I have too much to do. My vet offered me a disability placard because I was on crutches, hobbled. I said, absolutely not. I don't need that. I'll figure it out. Those parking spaces are for people in wheelchairs. But, of course, we've all seen the shameless that jump out in six-inch stilettos or banker's boxes that they're carrying uh, and park in the first handicap space and run inside buildings. In Dallas, the last time I was up there at the Crescent Court, a very nice office complex that has the Crescent Court Hotel in it as well, a guy backed his Range Rover into the handicap space in front of the building and then jumped out and grabbed his golf bag out of the back to run into his office. Well enough to play a round of 18, but has to have that front parking space. That's not to suggest that the wheelchair person has a, a less robust life because he should be allowed to park in the front parking space. No, it suggests, and I thought it was very plain in that, that those that are willing to take advantage of set aside design to help the, those struggling with disabilities better fight the struggle, those people that usurp those benefits and those set-asides, they are trash-stained people. And they are deserving of scorn. In no way am I suggesting that the disabled are deserving of scorn. The disabled uh, are deserving of the set-asides and the help that was designed through legislation to provide for them, but unfortunately didn't put enough safeguards in place to prevent crappy people from taking advantage and bringing their pets everywhere or parking in spaces they shouldn't be parking in. That was my point. I I hate the fact that someone that's struggling with blindness thought I was in, in some way denigrating the existence of the blind because I certainly wasn't. I would not want that challenge, but there are a great number of people that did a, a become blind throughout the course of their life. I know some blind people, and I know that it's very hard. It makes doing normal things far more difficult when you can't see. And that's why we had a system designed to allow the blind to bring their guide dogs, their service dogs, wherever they wanted to go. But it wasn't designed for someone that's sad to be able to bring their pit bull pet into restaurants. And yet, people are scared in this day and age to speak up. And people are scared to speak up on so many issues because they're afraid that someone will be offended. And while I regret that someone found a way to find offense in my comments, other than the people I'm intentionally uh, offending, which are the scumbags that, you know, use parking spaces that they don't need to use or bring their pet everywhere, endangering people like the small child that was bit by the quote-unquote air quotes in the studio service dog. 
I don't care about offending those kind of people. I most certainly wasn't trying to offend a blind listener. Of course, blind people can live amazing lives and do amazing things. But equally, of course, doing regular things or amazing things are made more difficult because of the disability. And what's really sad is we have this whole Social Security disability system set up, but it's been so overly abused by lawyers and the unscrupulous that it is a struggle for the truly disabled to get benefits they deserve. We'll be back. This is Big Angry Law on KPRC 950. Can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, You might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. I want to read. Some excerpts from an August 2022 New York Times article entitled Florida Pair Pleads Guilty in Theft of Biden's Daughter's Diary. And it is an article covering the prosecution and ultimate guilty plea entered of two people that allegedly stole and then transported Joe Biden's daughter's diary from Florida to New York to sell to Project Veritas. And what is amazing is the language employed by the mainstream media that is so very different from language employed when referring to Republican candidates, Republican elected officials, and their children. Obviously, if this was a Trump child, the focus would be the horrifying talk in the diary about showers that were inappropriate and other just just horrifying that we would be inundated day in and day out if this was about a Trump child. We would also be just have our ear holes stuffed with horrifying remarks about Joe Biden's daughter's struggles with addiction, but it would be framed completely differently. And that's the problem. And of course, let me say this. It's always true that this converse is absolutely true at Fox News and Newsmax and any conservative source when they're talking about Democrats. They talk about them in the most, they frame it all in the most horrifying way possible or, or like Ted Cruz talking about the the classified documents found to be in the possession of Joe Biden in the same interview talking about the classified uh, documents found in possession of Mike Pence as if somehow they were completely dissimilar situations. But when you talk about Biden's daughter, in, in by the, and the difference is, of course, that conservative media 
wears their conservatism on the sleeve, whereas mainstream media like the uh, the New York Times actually claims to be journalists. And the rejoinder to that is, well, Fox says they're feeling fair and balanced. Uh, of course they do. But then they don't behave in any manner that they expect people to actually believe that absurdist uh, absurdity. But, of course, the New York Times is different. The Washington Post is different. CNN is different. They all claim to be actually fair and balanced, fair and balanced, sincere journalists. And when you read this article about the, and this is a a stolen diary that not only did the feds investigate, but then prosecuted and ruined the lives of two individuals. But moreover, it was an abandoned diary. But that, of course, is not how it's framed. It's framed, I'll read the past. Miss Biden had left the diary at a friend's home where she had been staying in Delray Beach, Florida in 2020 and planned to retrieve it that year. After Miss Biden left, her friend allowed Miss Harris, who was in a bitter custody dispute and struggling financially, to stay at the home. Miss Harris learned that Miss Biden had li- been living there and found her belongings, including the diary. She told Mr. Curlander, who texted her that they could make a lot of money from the diary and family photos she had also found among Miss Biden's belongings. And just, this is a drug addict who was crashing at someone's house, abandoned property, left it, someone else found it in the room they were staying in, and sold it. And there is not a police force in this country that would give a damn about this story, except that it was a powerful Democrat's addicted daughter who wrote a diary talking, an incredibly disturbing diary. And, And I empathize with people struggling with addiction. But I have a a tremendous problem with justice being only accessible to the privileged, right? I mean, we talked about, I still haven't played the the completely absurd recordings that I made of a supervisor at the 911 dispatch in Austin, Texas, telling me that they'll only come, the police will only come out if the hit and run driver is present at the hit and run. Or something to that effect. It's insane. And I'm going to do that maybe tomorrow. But it's absolutely, absolutely insane. And it's absolutely insane that the federal government got involved and investigated this and then prosecuted people because Joe Biden's daughter left her diary filled with incredibly disturbing content that we would have been, it would have been deluged. If if this was a, a Trump child, This would be on the front page still years later. But it's a media blackout. It's media silence. And when the media talks about it, they frame it. And there is no mention, no mention in this New York Times article of the disturbing contents because they are playing a game. And that game is to paint a false portrait of Joe Biden to protect his image at all costs. I bring this up because it's an old story. Because, well, apparently Hunter Biden's lawyers have decided that's the tact that they need to use to silence discussion about that laptop. That laptop that that politicians and members of the intelligence community told America before the election that it was Russian disinformation and propaganda. 
I talked about how I had a, a, a probably the most powerful listener contact me and suggest that I should re-examine my opinion on because I immediately knew it was accurate. There are too many personal, private, damning details, too many photographs, too many conversations that could not be reconstructed. But remember, New York Post, Twitter account yanked, people thrown off social media left and right for robust discussions about the laptop and its contents. And it deny, deny, deny. And what was frightening was how the intelligence community, the politicians, and the media, and social media platforms all lined up to further what it seems like they all must have known was a lie. Well, now Hunter Biden's lawyers have written a 14-page lawyer to Delaware Attorney General Kathy Jennings claiming that the repair shop owner unlawfully, that's the quote, broke into Hunter's laptop and accessed the information in an effort to, here's another word they used, weaponize the data. This failed dirty political trick directly resulted in the exposure, exploitation, and manipulation of Mr. Biden's private and personal information. Mr. Mac Isaac's intentional, reckless, and unlawful conduct allowed for hundreds of gigabytes of Mr. Biden's personal data without any discretion to be circulated around the Internet. Well, the problem is this, this repair shop notified him that it was time to pick up the laptop. Repeatedly, he didn't pick up the laptop. It became abandoned property. And then, well, we all know what happened thereafter, right? Disturbing information. I mean, disturbing, disturbing. Him telling his for his sister-in-law to get a to get an HIV test. Him talking about paying his father's bills and taking money for his father and take absurd amounts of him detailing his influence peddling and his father's involvement in it. And here, two years later, it should have absolutely sidetracked his his effort to become president. He should have been, and his son should have been indicted. He should have been indicted. It's all a crime. And I'm not saying Trump didn't commit crimes too, but nothing is blatant as this. And here we are, crickets and nothingness. You're listening to Big Angry Law on KPRC 950. You say you were wrong to ever leave me alone. Now you're sorry, you're lonesome and scared And you say you'd be happy if you could just come back home Well here's a quarter, call someone who cares Call someone who listen and might give a damn Maybe one of your sorted This goes out to all the haters. I'm kidding. Let's get to it. Charles Adams here, KPRC Radio, 950 AM, home of Texas Talk.
That's right, local talk. And I've always applauded iHeart for not only being willing to put local content on one of their major talk stations and fill it with local content, but also give said content the freedom to talk about whatever the hell they want without trying to push us or steward us in any direction. Tonight, I feel like I'm being overly, well, this segment and this talking about Democrats, and I do try to throw the darts where they may be or where they should land. But there were some comments by Alan Omar that I think are deserving of some discussion. She was on CNN and, of course, went unchallenged. Stated, I certainly, when she was talking about anti-Semitic comments she has made over the years, and she has been virulently anti-Semitic, she stated, I certainly did not or was not aware that the word hypnotized was a trope. I wasn't aware of the fact that there are tropes about Jews and money. This has been a very enlightening part of this journey, to insinuate that I knowingly said these things when people have read into my comments to make it sound as if I have something against the Jewish community is so wrong. Well, the problem is that she has made incredibly anti-Semitic statements over the years that it's absolutely not possible whether she is talking about those Benjamins or that the world had been hypnotized by Jewish people. That it makes it very difficult for anyone to find it credible. But of course, here's the thing. When you look at Ted Cruz's same interview, dismissiveness of Mike Pence having classified documents while pillaring Joe Biden for And the truth is vice presidents can't declassify documents and neither of them should have them. And the truth is that if you dug through the archives of any president, they're probably filled with classified documents, which was a statement I made a long time ago. Now, of course, the issue was Trump was refusing to give those documents back. But of course, Trump was also the first president where they were trying to make him give documents back. Because, well, he was held to a different standard from stem to stern. Because clearly the powers that be on the left and the right in the Uniparty did not want him to be president. Now, probably for some very valid reasons. And also for some incredibly illegitimate reasons. Because really it's all about control. But we live in this paradigm right now in America where politicians know that they can tell lie after lie and the media that supports them will give them a pass and the media that over that antagonizes them or is critical of them will tear it apart but of course they can just dismiss it as liberal liberal media or conservative media and with other ugly words they use to describe it. But wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful for America 
if we had media that simply looked to recount honestly what is occurring in America. I was shocked to hear Bob Woodward's comments, you know, Woodward and Bernstein Watergate, that he had attempted to advise Washington Post journalists that the Steele dossier was a bunch of crap. called it a garbage document. He said he reached out to people who covered this at the paper, identifying them only generically as reporters to explain why he was so critical. Asked how they reacted, Woodward said, to be honest, there was a lack of curiosity on the part of the people at the Post about what I had said, why I said this, and accepted that, and I didn't force it on anyone. Because the truth is, the mainstream media and our federal government was looking for any justification, even one fueled by his opponent's team, fueled and funded, to take down Donald Trump's presidency before he ever ascended to office. He was absolutely, he was, we allowed our journalistic community, our dishonest journalistic community, and our our government to create this false martyrdom that he leaned on so heavily towards the end of his presidency and post-presidency because he was being treated and held to a different standard. And there were efforts to sabotage his presidency and, and very clearly because populism threatens power and i'm not saying that the i mean obviously a billionaire at least uh, you know pretended to be but very very wealthy man famous celebrity he wasn't the downtrodden rising up but he at least gave a voice to a great number of people in this country well not a voice lip service to a great number of people in this country who've clearly been discounted and forgotten by both the republican and democratic party Hardworking, middle class, lower middle class, blue collar Americans who are not fans of the ever burgeoning system of dole in this country. And there's nothing, there's nothing worse than all the corporate welfare. They're seeing all these benefits to the, the wealthy and the post monetary and very, very little for them. Because we live in a society that doesn't give a damn about the needs of the worker bees that are paying all the taxes to keep this damn country afloat. No one cares. And when Alana Omar gets on and disingenuously claims on CNN that she had no idea, oh my God, I had no idea when I was talking about Jewish people and money that I was playing to centuries-old denigrations of an anti-Semitic nature. No, no. And, of course, the journalist doesn't say, well, here's a quote, here's a quote, here's a quote, here's a quote. How did you say this? How did you, are you stupid? Because, of course... She plays on the right team for CNN. And, of course, she would never go on Fox News and claim it because she'd be pilloried appropriately. But on the flip side, Ted Cruz can discount what Mike Pence did while at the same time pilloring Joe Biden and just gets a pass. 
It's insane. It's insane that we elect such insipidly dishonest people that we all would have hated in high school. All of us. Ted Cruz would have been that sweaty, weird kid that was staring too long at your girlfriend. Period. Elon Umar would have been that mean-spirited girl that was mean to kids just because they were Jewish and sat in a corner with a bunch of other bullies looking for reasons to treat people horribly. And here they are, defining political discourse in America. I bet Sandy Cortez was probably a great classmate. She seemed like she was a fun person, but a little duplicitous, right? Willing to tell a lie to get what she wants, a little manipulative. Because, of course, by all accounts from people that have known her before her rise to power, she was not at all the person that she claims to be. That this was a fabricated, constructed identity for the purposes of power that no one has ever called her on. Joe Biden has been a lying, dishonest, corrupt stain since law school where he got caught cheating and got a pass. He's one of those guys that has been given pass after pass for abject dishonesty and no one calls him on it. And that is becoming the America of the day. Whether it's Trump or Biden or any other scumbag, those who are, those are the ones we're holding up on a pedestal. It's awful. Big Angry Law with Charles Adams on KPRC 950. Before my oldest began a residency at Stanford University, I was largely unfamiliar with the peninsula and the, I guess, the southwestern suburban area of San Francisco, which includes Palo Alto, where Stanford sits and is obviously the heart of Silicon Valley and filled with a lot of very wealthy people. And last time I was up there, we went to dinner at this Michelin-starred restaurant in a little village called Woodside, where the average home price is $5 million. And apparently Woodside and Atherton are the two most affluent little towns, both there, in America. California as a whole is mandating that there is affordable housing in every town, and Woodside sought to produce, prevent it, I think it was Woodside, not Atherton, by trying to designate the entire township as a protected space for an endangered species, which the courts and the California government ultimately rejected. 
And of course, these incredibly affluent little villages are also filled with incredibly far left-leaning residents. And then Atherton, which I think is the wealthiest town, most expensive place to live in America, it's not just tech giants, but also superstars like Stephen and Aisha Curry, obviously the incredible talent uh, who plays point guard for the Golden State Warriors, the team there in San Francisco. Stephen Curry has been unabashedly outspoken about a great number of social justice causes and injustices. I just said justice is way too often. It's not scripted. Sometimes I say stuff that sounds silly. But not not just standing up, but standing up and shouting out. He's, he's involved with uh, former President Obama in a campaign right now and always seems very concerned with equality and equity. Apparently, only when it doesn't impact his sight lines from his incredible mansion. Let's read the letter that he sent to Atherton protesting some multifamily housing. We hesitate to add that to the not-in-our-backyard rhetoric, but we wanted to send a note before today's meeting. Safety and privacy for us and our kids continues to be our top priority and one of the biggest reasons we chose Atherton as home. We kindly ask that the town adopts the new housing element without the inclusion of 23 Oakwood. Should that not be sufficient for the state, we ask that the town commits to investing in considerably taller fencing and landscaping to block sight lines into our family's property. So it's all about equality and equity, unless, of course, unless, of course, the poor people can see onto his estate. This should be on the front page everywhere. Everyone should be jeering at Stephen Curry for his just abject hypocrisy. But this is what's happening in America, whether it's Joe Biden's daughter's allegedly stolen, abandoned diary being investigated by the feds or Stephen Curry decrying multifamily housing that's a little bit too close to his home. Because, of course, he doesn't want to be around that bad, poor element. They might see his swimming pool. While telling all of the rest of us, it's like all the private jets landing outside of Davos and trotting them in, and of course them trotting in, them bussing in all the prostitutes and everyone else that's going to profiteer off that decision-making body that decides how the rest of us should live and what the rest of us should feel guilty about and what the rest of us should do without and how we should all be paying more. This is just about control. And telling us we need to suffer and endure, telling us to, well, saying, let them eat cake. Just don't let them eat the cake where they might be able to see into my backyard. But what I love the most, just like the the governor of, of Michigan, whose husband claimed he retired from his dentistry practice early for safety. Of course, he's the 
the state's first man who no has a different name than his last name than his wife and only became known publicly when he was flaunting her rather restrictive lockdowns to get his boat out of storage for a holiday and throwing her name around to insist it occur. But he got some blowback. He got some criticism. But now he's got to retire for safety, probably to take some cush consulting job, maybe paid by our campaign. Who knows? And hey, Republicans do it just as much as Democrats, taking campaign funds and paying family members for nonsense. It's disgusting. But for someone who is outspoken about the need for equality and equity in America and for Americans to recognize and atone, to write a letter to his little village of of abject wealth to say, hey, yeah, yeah, I mean, let's have some multifamily housing. Just I, I don't want it near me. And if you build it near me, build a big fence to keep them in so they can't see into my yard. I mean, that's literally what he's saying. And no one. No one, no mainstream source is going crazy about this with, oh my God, look at this disgusting hypocrite. How, I mean, how, how confident in a complicit media must you be to write that letter? Say, well, you know, I mean, I don't want to be part of that chorus of not in, not in my backyard, but I literally just don't want it in my backyard. To hell with these poor folk. While the rest of us are being told, you know what, we we shouldn't expect to be safe on public transportation, which, of course, Steph Curry doesn't use. We shouldn't expect for the police to come out for a hit and run. We shouldn't expect the police to come out for a theft. We shouldn't expect the police to come out and tell the homeless and set up tents in front of people's houses and businesses to move on. But, of course, if you're a business owner and you finally lose your crap and spray somebody with a water hose, well, we should expect you to be arrested. And I think it's horrible. You shouldn't do something like that. But at some point, at some point, we don't need this rapidly turning into a society where just the wealthy, the privileged, and the famous can expect to have government services or can expect to have their voice heard. And everybody else should just be told, tough, 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 live with it. They probably deserved it more than you, as the uh, law enforcement in the city of San Francisco alluded to my daughter after her window got shattered and everything had stolen out of her car. Well, they probably needed it with the lady at the desk told and you can't park there you need to move your car you mean the car missing a window that i just parked there to come take a police report because you wouldn't come out it's amazing to me that people are anybody i there was such a complete discount of the concerns where we're being told we need to be concerned about so much stuff that we shouldn't be concerned about right and we're rapidly getting to the point where we're being forced as americans to abandon our, our legitimate concern for others and focus on our concern for ourselves and our loved ones because the people that are charged with protecting the society have abandoned all of us and told us they're doing it for our own good. And people like Steph Curry bleed about equality and equity as long as it doesn't impact what they're looking at while they're being fed grapes from their maid. Let them eat cake. But damn it, Steph Curry doesn't want you eating your cake in Atherton unless you're just another rich person. And, well, that's just a whole different thing. Thanks for listening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.